collaboration with Leva, the leaders of the Fiverr Order Community Innovation Fund and Taikota Trust. with a four and by bus speaker people with disabilities in their village. Let's go! Whakalofula here to warmest specific greetings and welcome to another edition of this podcast. My name is Daniel and it is my pleasure to bring to you another episode, this one being episode four. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Levar, the leaders of the Fiverr Order Community Innovation Fund and Taikura Trust. I hope wherever you are listening to this podcast that you are continuing to be safe and uh, continuing to be well and uh, despite all the trying times that we are all going through at the moment that uh, you are continuing to look after yourselves and those around you and of course gotta have some fun eh? This episode just like uh, our previous episodes is packed with some more information from our Auntie Lisa through to a discussion panel uh, with three of our Pacifica champions out there who have been experiencing lockdown in their various communities and uh, we get to have a chat with them to see how that has been going for them. So that's enough talking from me for now. So let's get straight into our Keiloa segment with another question from our member of the public. So member of the public, what have you got today? Hi Lisa, what is Supported Independent Living? Supported Living is a service that looks to help you to develop the skills necessary to live independently. It not only looks at supporting you in your home, but in the community as well. Supported Living will look to develop a plan with you on how to achieve your goals around your independence. How can Supported Independent Living help me? You may be interested in moving out of your family home and living in a flatting situation, or you would like to become more comfortable and confident with accessing services in your community, for example, going to the local gym or cafe. What can't this type of support do for me? While supported living is all about your independence, it does not provide you with transport to and from activities as part of your plan. For example, if your goal is to get to and participate at church, supported living may be about helping you to look at options on how to get there, or connecting you with others from your community. If this is something that I want in place for me, how can I make it happen? If supported living is a realistic option for you, your support facilitator will refer you to a provider of your choice. This provider will make contact with you to discuss your plan. Thank you to our member of the public for asking that question and for Auntie Lisa for answering that question. Auntie Lisa you are a great source of knowledge and it is awesome that um, our, our people out there can ask those questions of you. Can you answer the next one? As I mentioned uh, earlier, this next segment is a conversation with three of our Pacifica champions out there 
who are doing what they can to navigate lockdown in their respective communities. We have Kramer, uh, Hoflich, and we also have Daniel Fuliaki, and we also have a special guest all the way from Melbourne, Oleta Fapusa, who are going to share their stories and their experiences of uh, navigating lockdown and navigating COVID uh, with, with, uh, within and throughout their uh, own communities and families. So that's enough talk from me. Let's get straight to our Pacifica champions now. Welcome everybody to this uh, Talanoa. And this one is going to be a special one because we have three wonderful people here with us uh, today. Um, and we're going to be talking about something that we're all experiencing right now, which is this pandemic, which is uh, everything around COVID um, and also about lockdown and everything in between. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get um, our wonderful Pacifica champions to introduce themselves um, and where they are, and um, and we'll take it from there. So first of all, I'm going to start with you, Kramer, uh, if you want to introduce yourself um, and where you are. Thank you, Dan. Um, my name is Kramer Hoflidge. Uh, I'm actually in Auckland at the moment, and but uh, background, I'm, I was born and raised in the Cook Islands. Uh, mother's Samoan, dad's Italian. Um, yeah, but I identify as a Cook Islander. Yeah. Nice, awesome. And Daniel, another Daniel. Hello, uh, thanks, Dan. Um, my name is Daniel Fuliaki. I am half Tongan and half English. I am in. Uh, Auckland, born and raised in Auckland, um, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thanks so much, Daniel. And finally, we've got someone from thousands and thousands of kilometres away, all the way in Melbourne, Olita. Welcome, Olita. Are you able to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone, and thank you, Daniel. Um, my name is Olita. I was born and raised in Auckland, New Zealand, but I moved to Melbourne 10 years ago. And um, I've been here ever since. So um, I have vision impairment. I am totally blind. I have Leber's optic atrophy, which is um, a defect in the optic nerve, um, which doesn't allow the brain to process whatever the eyes see. So um, that's my disability and my ethnicity. <laughs> awesome. And sorry, um, Dan and Kramer, your your guys' disabilities. Sorry, I forgot to. I should have. I should have asked you that before, right? Eh? So, what 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 disabilities that you both have? Uh, my name Daniel. I was born ah born with spina bifida. So basically, I can't feel anything from the waist down, and am in a wheelchair permanently. Okay, cool. And Kramer, um, Kramer here. Uh, for me, I'm in a wheelchair. I had a spinal cord injury at the age of fifteen. Um, diving off a rock, I uh, broke my Broke my neck, so doctor said I was meant to be paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of my life, but uh, kind of proved them wrong, and thanks to physio, just from the chest down. So I still got the movement of my body. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for um, for sharing and introducing yourselves, guys. I just want to start with the first question being, how's lockdown going? Dan, how's lockdown going for you right now? 
Uh, overall, uh, going pretty well actually. Um, I'm lucky, lucky, uh, lucky enough to live in a situation where my house is built purely to minimise or uh, how would you say minimise or limit yep. the some of the things that go on with my go on with my disability but luckily at home I'm able to, I'm able to have have the facilities to be able to do things that I need and sure. so particularly lockdown while I'm at home is quite perfect for me yeah. should but I actually say and do you do you live with family are you living with family right now uh yes I still live at home um with my two parents and my younger sister okay okay Awesome. And Kramer, how, how's lockdown going for you? Oh, lockdown for me has been a bit of a, a bit of a roller coaster and a mixed emotions, eh? Mm. <laughs> um, in terms of the lockdown, you know, the hardest thing is just trying to maintain that relationship with my fridge, eh? Because when you <laughs> wake up and the first thing you think of is what's for breakfast and then what's for lunch. So that's the closest thing you get to go to. But, um, yeah, so that's the struggle there. That's the real struggle is just uh, trying to say no to the fridge. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's uh, it's been a bit stressful. It's been good. Um, most of the time, because even though we're in lockdown here in Auckland, um, we I still get to work from home, which um, I'm lucky enough, uh, you know, I get to work from home and still earn the paycheck and all that, so, and be able to support the family, so... Mm. Um, but it's been really stressful because when I wake up, first thing I'm doing is looking at the laptop screen and then doing work right through till eight at night or long, longer. So, um, yeah, it's kind of missing the office and because at home, it just doesn't feel like I'm at home at home. Everyone just minds their own business, stays in their bubble. And, uh, yeah, yeah besides the fridge and work, it's, um, lockdown has been very good on my, uh, bank account. So, you know. Yeah, uh, there's always positives, eh? Yeah, that's the, that's the positive. So yeah. I'm able to uh, chuck more into the savings than usual. So yeah. there's the uh, positive there. That's cool. And do you, um, who's who's in your bubble? Do you, are you living with family in your bubble? Yep. Uh, stay with uh, mum, dad, and uh, my little brother, our two younger brothers. Okay. Um, younger brother was smart. He invited his, uh, his girlfriend over just before the lockdown, so she's uh she's in our bubble as well. So right, yeah, okay, cool. And Olita, how how's lockdown going for you over there? Because I'm I'm assuming that um uh there's some different there's some different rules around lockdown and 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 over there than it is here. Um, yeah. So with this is probably us. I think this is probably our third or fourth lockdown this year. Um, we've had um, like short one week lockdowns or um, two weeks, but then I think it was in July, we had a snap lockdown and that snap lockdown has extended to um, September and it's likely going to go on a bit longer because um, yesterday we had, um, 324 cases, so it seems to be on the rise rather than um, coming down. Mm. Yeah. So um, 
the conditions here is that um, no one is to leave the house unless, you know, for essential reasons. Mm. And only two people, I think, two or one, um, and any dependents that, you know, obviously can't stay home by themselves. Um, or if you're going to work and everyone is studying from home, including um, university, everything is online, um, and all the kids are studying online too, even the little ones. Yeah, and, so it's and quite. I, um, and sorry, have I have I got it right that you guys do you guys also have a um, a curfew or something like that? Yep, yep. So at nine o'clock, um, no one is to be out out of um, the houses anymore, except for those who are coming home from work and yeah, for whatever reasons. But um, yeah, so the supermarkets close early. Like I think they close at eight or eight thirty to ensure that everyone goes home. But um, I hear that in New Zealand you don't have um, the restaurants open, um, but over here we still have the pickup or delivery functions, so that um, you know people can still get food while in lockdown, and especially those who are in um, isolation and quarantine at home, they can still um, order food and get food delivered. Um, yeah, so that's still happening here. Yeah, so uh, over here in New Zealand, um, under Alert Level Four, we have. Um you know, essential, essential services that are open. Um, and then as you move down the different levels, um, things like uh, restaurants and cafes uh, will move from um, uh, con contactless um, uh, services to then, you know, obviously level two and level one where uh, people are able to, but at uh, limited, you know, under under strict guidelines around that um and that kind of thing. So, uh, am I? Am I? Are you saying that um, under your extreme levels that you guys are able, your your restaurants and all that are still able to deliver deliver food and all that kind of stuff? Yep, yep. Uber Eats and um, we have Deliveroo over here, which I don't know if you guys have, but it's like a motorbike service. Right. Yeah. So those things are um, really being used by people. I don't know about the other two over here, but I'm missing Uber Eats like crazy under level four. Um, yeah, those things don't close over here. Right. Uh, the only things that close for us would be the department stores, the, the um, hardware stores, the beauty and gyms, and all those sorts of things. Okay. But yeah, food. No, they don't. They don't restrict the food services. The only restriction is is there's no more um dine in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. So there is a, there are some differences, and I guess it sort of brings me to a good segue. And I'll I'll start with you, um, Dan, and then Kramer, and then back to your leader in terms of how um, how has it been for you to um, navigate this whole pandemic thing uh, now compared to last year uh, when when you know this outbreak first came out. So we'll start with you, Dan, and then we'll go with Kramer, and then the leader. Mm -hmm. Well, um, to be honest, this lockdown versus last lockdown to me was vastly uh, different. Actually, um, I was I'm, I was still doing the same things, well, similar things. I was still doing university, and I was uh, still in my basketball se season on both years. But mainly, it's around my mentality. To be honest. Mm. Um, the first lockdown, I was focusing on things that I was missing out on and things that I couldn't do, and that really led to me not feeling positive 
Mm. But um, this lockdown, I seem to have been more organised and more aware of my surroundings, so which has led me to think positively. And my, my own mentality is we can get through this. And I know that um, some people... Will, uh, can struggle with being one place at one time. Um, but for me, um, I'm comfortable at home. So personally, it's it's a good thing that I have the opportunity to be at home as often as I am. But um, I do miss, because I play wheelchair basketball, but um, I do miss that camaraderie that I have with my friends and sometimes even my family come and join during that training sessions. And I sometimes miss that opportunity to be active. But I, I'm starting to realise that there are ways around that and ways that I can communicate with um, people, but yeah. whether that's Zoom or um, here, we don't have a strict, a strict of... Um, Rules, so I can go outside the house and go for a walk, see people on the street, as long as I'm not too close to them. Mm. Um, and I live, my family is on both sides of me, both sides of my house, eight houses down one way and down the street another way. So if I ever felt like I needed to go and just see what they're up to, I can wave through to them on the other side of the street yeah. but um, it's not the same really because I believe that everybody has a physical energy about them Yeah. but I can't really get that connection via say Zoom or yeah. not being close, and close to them so it, it, it is a struggle but I feel like I can um, remain positive as opposed to the first lockdown, right this year, yeah, no, I totally hear, I totally hear that that social connection is quite important, and you can only get so much by Zoom, yeah, uh, and all that kind of thing. So yeah, even just sort of getting that, you know, like you say, going for that walk down the road, waving at people that you that you usually connect with, just you know, it, that that much more sort of helps with the old mental health, yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, Kramer. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, with me, compared to the first lockdown and this lockdown, um, it, was actually, it was actually pretty... I actually enjoyed it. Because, <laughs> um, you know, when they announced we were going into the first lockdown, I thought, yes, free holiday. I get to... <laughs> I get to, you know, not work. Yeah. Not work from... Uh, not work as much. I get to slack off, you know. Mm. But... Uh, the only thing hard about the lockdown was work because for some reason, as, uh, as soon as we went into lockdown, we just got, I just got way more work yeah. than, than usual. It's like uh, it's like the community sector wanted to be more engaging than they usually are when they are face-to-face. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't like the whole being stuck at home thing. That, that didn't bother me as much because um, when I went through my accident of, uh, you know, in the hospital from that diving accident I had I spent about you know a good six to eight months uh, isolated on a bed in a small room not being able to leave the hospital 
you know, go outside, but just stay stay away for operations and just, you know, rehab. So um, I was comfortable enough of just being being at home. The only thing that was that I didn't like about lockdown was that, you know, I did have a lot of things in place. Um, because apart from uh, my main job, I also did some public speaking and a few other events and advocating. So a lot of those stuff I had to cancel. So, and, you know, that put a halt on things and, and you know, trying to get content out there came, came a little bit harder. So, and I had to adjust to the whole being on Zoom thing. And, like, for me, being online, I never liked that. I was more, I'm always a people person who's, like, uh, I'm more of a face-to-face kind of old-fashioned kind of thing. Mm. And uh, I like going online, like, you know, just to check the Facebook and research stuff, but uh, not spend much time on it. And now all of a sudden, just having to be on it 24-7, it's just, uh, yeah, the first lockdown, I just didn't like it. And then second lockdown, third, starting to get used to the whole online Zoom now and, you know, this is starting to feel like it's the the norm. But, you know, especially for disability, it's important to, you know, we're fighting to actually get out there and be known and be seen. Mm. And now we're kind of getting used to the idea of being back in, back inside sheltered and behind a screen, behind another box. So, yeah. Um, other than that, the, the only hardest thing was, you know, not being able to see my partner for for the lockdown so you know mm. so now it's for the different levels and all that stuff because since we both live in different uh different houses it's it's hard yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah and you know thing that i missed was uh spoiling her you know taking her out here and there and the occasional gift surprise kind of thing so yeah then but again it uh, put a lot of uh put of uh Good for the wallet, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've so, just got to you've just got to be creative now, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that's exactly what it was, eh? Like trying to come up creative, creatively, like, um, what are you gonna do with your partner and all this stuff? Like, you know, mm. you're stuck at home on can't really go see her, so you got to try and keep things uh, entertaining over the line, like you know, virtually. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, having to come up with new stuff. And so the good thing about it was that, uh, you know, um, Korea Post was still working. So, yeah, started um, doing the whole old-fashioned write-a-letter kind of thing. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thanks so much for sh- for sharing that. Um, and Olita, um, how has the how has the pandemic been for you now compared, compared to last year? Yeah, so, yeah. For me, it's a bit complicated now. I have um, a lot of things going on at the same time. I have a family, <clears throat> so I have a husband and two kids. Um, so when the you know the pandemic broke out last year for the first time, it was really stressful actually. And um, I found a lot of fun by doing the online learning with my kids. I had a um, my younger one was in year one I think and um so I I had a lot of um time to do her writing and reading and um helping her to upload her um learning 
to the platforms over here and get it onto the Google Meets to have their morning sessions with their teacher. Um, and meanwhile, my high schooler was um, doing her own work alongside us. And um, yeah, even though the lockdown was really um, scary at first because everything closed down, even church, and that was like, for me, that was like really worrying that even church would close. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, we found a lot of um, comfort in doing the online learning, like it occupied us. Um, I had a problem also with, you know, being at home all the time and um, food being there because, you know, you would stock up, stock up on food, being worried about lockdown. Yep. There's so much food being there, you're kind of like, <laughs> you know, the kids are always making food as well. So that was, you know, a challenge as well. Mm. But then um, in my extended family, because they're my support, because my husband's also vision impaired, um, he has pretty good vision, partial vision, but he can't drive or anything. So um, my family are our support and not being able to see them was like really, really difficult. Um, we isolated ourselves. We bought security cameras so that we wouldn't let strangers, uh, we wouldn't open the door to strangers. We'll just like see who's there and talk to them through cameras. And it was, and it was a bit, not silly, but it was a bit maybe overboard <laughs> at the time yeah, yeah. Um, in comparison to this year. Um, and also my um, my brother was diagnosed with a illness um, right at the beginning of lockdown and that changed everything for us. We stopped doing online learning. We just lost, it was like pandemic plus another big, you know, problem in, in the family and it was just really, really hard to navigate the whole thing. Yeah. Um, come to this year's, um, you know, outbreaks, I don't know, we seem to be more with it now and, um I think our first Melbourne um, lockdown here happened just in time for my um, brother's passing and everyone arrived from interstate on the day that we were going back into lockdown, which was actually good in a way because they were allowed to stay in our bubble. Um, so they arrived here before the 12 a.m. Um, lockdown. So whoever was in the house was able to stay, which was quite a lot of people, you know, us Islanders. Yeah. But the problem that um, the pandemic presented is that only 10 people could attend the funeral. So we, it was such a juggle trying to um, negotiate, like, who would, who, we're trying to get all the um, interstate people to come along and, um, you know, trying to give them priority. But at the same time, we we needed to be there as the immediate family as well. So, yeah, all those things were, you know, being Pacific, you know, Pacifica, trying to... Um, do the usual things that we would, but doing so in a pandemic, that was our challenge for this year. But when it comes to lockdown, staying at home, um, we seem to be more um, more accepting and more understanding this year than we were last year. Um, coming together with my family over my brother's passing, we ended up um, kind of like just merging together. So we all kind of live together now. And I guess that makes things easier as well. Um, I only have two children. My sister has six. So it's like we everybody's giving each other a hand this year and mm. um, being more supportive of each other and, yeah, looking after each other. Thank you so much for sharing that, um, and uh, Olida. And I can only imagine how hard it would have been for you and your family to not only navigate the the whole pandemic, pandemic and lockdown situation, but also with the passing of your brother. 
Um, so, you know, you know, much props to you and your family for being able to do that. And, you know, it kind of brings me nicely into the, uh, my next question. You've, and you've already answered it, which was around, um, you know, how, you, how has your family supported you, uh, you, you during this pandemic? And I guess your answer to that was that, um, that you guys are now more aware and, um, that you, that you guys are all living in the same bubble now. Um, and so you guys got your own little village going <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that, that's, that's just so awesome to hear. Um, De, uh, Kramer and then Dan, um, how, how has your family um, supported you guys during, you know, I guess during this lockdown or during this whole situation? Yeah, Dan, Kramer speaking. Um, yeah. How has my family supported me? <laughs> um, well, one, mum always cooked the mean feeder. You know, because she got bored lockdown, so she had to experiment with food. So she, she, you know, did a lot of nice cooking and uh, mm. didn't really help with the fridge though. Way you keep that relationship, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to eat uh, quite a quite a bit of nice food from uh, from mum. And uh, as for my, um, you know, my younger brother, he's actually my support person, so he's always constantly there um, as my support person, helping me, you know get dressed in the morning, do the morning cares, showers and anything. So yeah, that's um and as for as for my little brother, other younger brother, the youngest of the family, he wasn't really much help at all. He uh <laughs> he he did not understand lockdown at all, eh? Hey? Yeah. He kept uh bringing the girlfriend, going back and forward to the girlfriend's house. I was like, hey, I said are you Islander doesn't understand uh, the whole lockdown. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's basically how the family uh yeah. We but most of the time we all just uh mind our own selves because yeah. Um, you know, I'm in my room doing my thing, the rest of upstairs doing theirs as well. So yeah. But overall that's um that's how yeah. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's always got to be that one sibling, eh? It's always that one yeah. sibling. <laughs> it's the youngest, and it's always the youngest, the one that thinks they can get away with anything because they're the youngest and they weren't uh, yeah. uh, taught well with the salu when they're growing. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Dan, how, how's, how's your family supported you? Well, um, overall, they've been uh, very supportive throughout my entire life. Um, not just lockdown, but mm. for this uh, this particular lockdown has been vastly uh, vastly different, but also similar in some same ways. Mm. Um, this lockdown, I live with just my mother, father, and little sister. But last lockdown, I also had my two brothers, who have now moved out. Um, one's married, and um, one, yeah, another one lives in the city. So um, it's just the four of us now. Um, but overall, they're very supportive still. I still see them as much as I can. Um, we, I've actually had two birthdays in, in lockdown now. So that's highly unfortunate for me because I usually like hang, hanging out with a large group of my immediate family. And my extended family, but I can't do that now. Yeah. But uh, you know, we it's a good 
way to come up with, be creative and come up with new ways. Uh, we've been playing games online. Uh, we've been playing Hangman online. We've been playing a whole bunch of just online games that I didn't, didn't realize we could do. Yeah. So, um, keep it, so that really helped me with my, basically my whole mentality of being happy because um, a lot of last year I was focusing on what, not being able to physically meet them and my whole thing on how I want to go and hang out with my family, but I can't. But this year, I even though I'm not physically seeing them, I'm seeing them almost as much because of Zoom. Yeah. So yeah. they've been a, uh, quite a big help for me, actually, especially um, my mother, um, who is very, 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 uh, good at cooking, yeah. Almost to the point where I'm gaining five to ten kgs every single lockdown because I <laughs> eat too much. But that's uh, hopefully I'm bringing it off with the walks that I have. Yeah, I don't think I am though. I think I'm getting very, 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 very fat. <laughs> but depending on, um, I eat too much chocolate. Lockdown uh, is a great ex- lockdown is a great excuse though. Yeah. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had three chocolate bars in three days, like king size chocolate bars in three days. Mm. Um, but that's awful. Um, but emotionally and mentally, they're always there for me if I'm feeling down or feeling like I need to talk to someone. I have regular calls with my cousins on both sides of my family. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's actually my Pacific outside of my family that rings me, which is good. Because I'm quite close to them in age, yeah. So um, I feel like my family is one of my main support system. Awesome, my whole life. Awesome. That's so. That's so cool to hear. It, it, it seems to me that food is the common theme here for this uh, on, on how how our families are supporting. Because my my wife is the same. Yeah, just yeah, feeding me, which is which is awesome. I'm 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 not complaining. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> um, and so, uh, if I just come back to you, Kramer, um, uh, Dan was alluding to earlier about sort of the different things that he's do- he's been doing since uh, since lockdown, like you know, doing a lot more stuff online. And so, if, if I could just like come back, come to you in terms of your aspirations, has the lockdown or the pandemic? changed your your aspirations in any way or do you feel it's it's just kind of it's just a matter of um you adjusting to the new norm uh you know in order to pursue your aspirations now um thanks for a great question uh there dan um uh, no it has not changed my aspirations one bit um as for you know adjusting to the change and and that like um that is something as we with uh, disability are constantly used to, because, you know, um, we are always having to adjust ourselves to fit in with society and like how things are kind of not really built for us, but we make it work for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, that is something that's always been easy for me. So yeah, no, for me, it's just only motivated me more because, you know, thanks to this pandemic, um, it actually highlighted, you know, it brought about a lot of um, stuff that, you know, normal everyday people are facing. But, you know, for us within the disability community, 
we constantly face that all the time. So it's, it's good that it's like, you know, light and shine. Uh, it's actually open up awareness about it. So, you know, and it's now is our time to actually start fixing some of those, uh, uh, fixing those areas. So, and or improving them, you know, mm. so that's, that's where my aspirations lie. Cause you know, um, I still want to advocate for disability and kind of head down that, head down that career path of, uh, you know, one day uh, in government or something, you know, maybe Minister of Disability one day. That's mm. That was always my aspiration. So, yeah, so definitely it's uh, didn't change, but it's still still want to work towards it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Dan, do, do you, uh, the, the same question to you? Yeah, I have uh, similar things to Kramer. Um, my goal hasn't changed. But the way I go about it has um, definitely had to have a re rethink. Um, my goal was to have, uh, do things in the community that helps dis- disabled youth have a more physical lifestyle. Mm. Obviously, um, I can't particularly. We, we can't really go out there and be f- as physical as we want. Um, for example, during my basketball um, basketball, I would go out to the community in different schools and try to let people, disabled or not, have a opportunity to be in a wheelchair and see what it feels like and have that opportunity just to work different muscles that they have and see that they can be active even if they're sitting down. Mm. or if they're um, disabled in some way, but it's just working working around the different areas that people perceive. Uh, but obviously, because of lockdown, I can't go out into the community and do that, so it's just more... I've been doing some research. Uh, recently at uni, I have been put in placement, although... That placement did involve me going out in the community, but because I'm locked at level four, I can't do that. So a lot of it is just being uh, research and how I can help people once I have the ability to go outside of and interact and right. interact with them. Yeah. So it's it's very much for you about trying to find other ways to uh, to do what you what you want to be able to try and do for the community. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Anolita. Um, for me, in some areas, um, the lockdowns have really affected how I um, am able to do what I love to do. Um, like the guys, um, I used to be pretty active. Like um, we used to go to the gym every day, some most times twice a day, and then we used to do the pools and saunas on the um, Saturday. Um, and it used to be. You know, going into lockdown, yes, we have treadmill and stuff at home. We have um, equipment at home, but it just isn't the same. And it's like um, lockdown plus the, you know, the other stuff that we had going on with my brother's illness. I think we just kind of lost the, um, yeah, the ability to keep up with that side of things. And because with the, when there was no lockdown, um, we would meet up with um, other cousins after work, after their, whatever they do. Um, so it was um, more motivating to go together. Mm. And um, 
yeah. So I think that's um, a, a down a downer for me when it comes to the lockdowns. Um, but in other areas, like such as my um, church involvement, we're still able to do that on Zoom. Um, I write and record music and I've just learned how to do the basics of that, um, like how to do the basics of my own recording so that I can um, send what I can to, um, you know, those who um, put the music together and and do all this um, technical stuff. Mm. So I can do as much as I can do myself um, from here and then send it off to either the guys over here or, or um, one of the friends over there in New Zealand um, and they are... It's okay, Lita, um, if you can hear me. Um, don't worry about um, finishing off that answer. Um We'll um we'll edit it and then we'll um we'll we'll get you to uh, finish off your answer in a minute, um if you manage to come back, um. So just um, if you if you if you both both of you could uh, unmute for this particular question. Um. So, um, are you are you both both um both vaccinated? Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. So how how has the how has that whole vaccination process been for for you? Um, starting off with you, Dan. How, how has the vaccination process been for you? And then we'll go to you, Kramer. Uh, overall, it's been fine. Um, I've actually got my mother to handle most of the paperwork and timings. So I, all I really do is turn up for the jab um, and go home. But um, the first one, it's just similar symptoms. Everyone just got, you know, a sore arm for a couple of days. But the second one um, actually knocked me around for a bit. Yeah. I uh, had, like, headaches and um, sore stomach. Yeah. But I was like, because of the situation at home, I'm lucky, lucky enough to be able to handle, the, handle those situations at home. So actually being at home was the best place for me during that time. Right. And you, Kramer, um, you, you've had you've had both vaccinations as well? Yep. I had uh, both. Uh, for me, I was uh, I was lucky because since uh, the organisation I worked for was part of the essential services, I was managed to get the first round when it came out. So, uh, yeah, just like then, um, it just uh, gave me a sore arm. Yeah, that's, that's about it. And uh, it just made me very sleepy, so... Yeah, had a good sleep for that. Uh, for the first two days, I got the jab. So, yep. yeah. And were you? I'll I'll put this out to you both. Were you both skeptical about the um, uh, about the um, about the vaccination? And then, what did you both do to alleviate your your own minds to be able to make that conscious decision to to have that to you know to get vaccinated? We'll, we'll carry uh, on with you, Kramer, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go on to Dan. Thank you, uh, Daniel. Um, for me, no, I wasn't. I wasn't skeptical about the the vaccine at all, because you know, yeah, after seeing how the rest of the world is kind of reacted to this uh, to this virus and seeing how bad it is, yeah, you know, we're lucky we're an NZ and uh, fortunate to have a great leader. So. Um, yeah, I just supported uh, what our auntie Jacinta, you know, did. So 
Mm. Um, I didn't question it one bit. I just, you know, so if it keeps me safe, keeps my family safe, and uh, you know, it was only a high shot of uh, vitamin D, so you know, mm. um, what's the risk, you know? Yeah. So I didn't question it. Just took it. Yeah. Awesome. And then? Yeah, I have a similar, um, similar thing. I didn't really question it at all. Um, I come from a family of doctors. Both my dad's a doctor and my both my brothers are doctors. Well, one's a doctor, one's in medical school, just about to become a doctor. So I've always had a medicalized way of thinking. Um, and I, I have family in some of the more severe areas of the world that um, have COVID a lot. So me taking the vaccine was never in question. It was just when can I take it and how am I going to get it is the, um, is the part that I was looking at. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, for, for myself, um, I guess for me, it was just about needing to, uh, you know, sort of sit back and see what was, what was happening in the world to be able to then sort of help me make my decision. Um, but you know, ultimately, I, 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 like you, like you both, um, I was able to make that conscious decision to do what was going to be best for me, but, but also my family and my loved ones that are around me. You know, so it's about protecting them too. Um, so it's great that you um, you both came to those decisions as well. And you know, it kind of brings me to my final question. Uh, my fun, yeah, my final sort of question to you both um, is around. Uh, you know what your what's your final message that you would like to put out to our community? You know, um, with with regards to uh, COVID, with regards to lockdown, with regards to you know vaccinations um, and, and all that kind of thing. Now I'll start with you, Dan, and then we'll go with then we'll go to Kramer. Sure, sure. Um, well, my answer to that is um, three parts. For the first part, um, really is a more self. Uh, self-realization thing um, it's find what is important to you and find some ways of um, having that leisure time and doing the having time to do those things particular things for me I was luckily enough to find you know to get my PS5 one week before my lockdown so I have had time just to play PlayStation and take my mind off some of the heavier aspects that COVID can sometimes give to you. Mm. And then the second step would be find, take, take it day by day and really have a purpose and structure to each day. For, uh, for me right now, that is my placement. Um, I am doing research every for a couple of hours every day. Um, in between that, I'm doing my leisure, leisure times. I play my PS5, I go for a walk. So um, I really have struck. I find that the structure and the purpose of that day is really important. And it's all, it may change the days, but um, the purpose of each day is something you should really stick to. And then the third stage is having that time to interact with people, whether it's Zoom, whether it's just waving 
across the road um, have that mind frame is you will see these people eventually and you will be able to interact but the way we have to currently do it now is just different you're still doing it it's still there's still the same people it's just ways we're doing it is different yeah. and the way so the overall message I would like is take it day by day have a purpose for what you're doing and we can obviously get through through it in the end absolutely I love that have a purpose that have a purpose is, is, is a real cool um, key message there so thank you so much Dan uh, and Kramer yeah um, thank you Daniel um, yeah, definitely agree with what uh, Dan said there about, uh, you know, staying connected with, uh, with people online because, you know, it's good to keep that uh, mentality of, you know, connectedness with, uh, with each other. So definitely, definitely that. But um, what I would say to, to our fellow uh, disability community or that are out there and, you know, are struggling at home. And uh, let's say if you if you actually don't have any don't actually have anything to actually get you connected out there with the outside world. You know, if you're struggling at home and you need uh, assistance, just remember, um, like, you know, our government is putting a lot of support out there for COVID. So, and like, you know, you may hardly see any information out there for disability, but there is a lot of support out there for disability. It's just not being advertised out there as, as uh, publicly as everything else. So, because like you can definitely use your uh, your disability funding at the moment to actually purchase um, some of these stuff during lockdown. If you need a laptop, you need a PS4, you need something to keep you active at home. Um, um, the government has made it, um, you know, the Ministry of Social Development and uh, Ministry of Health have uh, allowed us to utilize our funding in ways that we haven't been able to use. So. Definitely take full advantage of that because, uh, yeah, it's just so it can keep you interactive and, um, you know, not being bored at home. And, uh, yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> other than that, it will be uh, just the wise words of uh, Timon and Pumbaa. You know, my yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that because, yeah, that's how I've been uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure dealing with this, uh, this COVID here. Nice. I'm sure Timon and Pumbaa were Pacifica too, you know. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're pretty laid back, you know. So yeah. uh, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Kramer. Uh, and I think I don't think I have um Olita back, so which is a shame because it'd been good to um hear her final yeah. messages. However, um, you know, what, what she's um shared with us was pretty uh pretty powerful and pretty poignant in terms of what's going on in Australia, um, over there with our uh Tasman cousins. Or our Tasman, you know, Tasman cousins can't say brother because they think our, 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 they are our older brother. Eh? Um, and so um, thank you to you both. Thank you, um, Daniel. Thank you, Kramer. And also thank you, Alita, um, for sharing your thoughts um, around everything that's going going on right now for us all. Um, and, um, you know, if... You know, it's it's good to hear um, that uh, you know that the the positive things that are happening with your own respective lives, regarding regardless of what's happening uh, around us all. So, uh, well done, well done to you guys. Um, props to you all. 
Um, and we will um, hopefully, um, well, let's hopefully catch up for a coffee when it's, when it's level one, eh? <laughs> coffee or food? Uh, well, no, I think we've had enough food. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go for a run and then meet you for food. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, can you can you run to the cafe and then we'll have coffee there? That's sweet. <laughs> All right then. Thank you so much, boys. You, Marlo. What a great opportunity to hear those stories from those three awesome people. Thank you so much, Kramer. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Olita for sharing your stories and your honest views about how things are going for each of you and your families and your communities uh, as you all navigate this lockdown. Um, I certainly uh, resonate a lot of the um, a lot of what you guys were saying about um, how you guys have been coping um, and especially trying to manage um, things both for yourselves and also by supporting your uh, your own families. So awesome, uh, awesome uh, Talanoa, uh, and I, I thank you all for um, for for sharing that. That was absolutely awesome. Just before uh, I wrap up this episode, just want to say that um, there is lots of information out there, lots of information out there for our communities, our Pacifica communities about um, COVID and about uh, vaccines. And I just encourage everybody to uh, check out all of that information that is out there. Reach out, ask questions. There's no, no question is a silly question. We are always, we are always being told that. No question is a silly question. So please do not hesitate to reach out um, to uh, those communities who are who may be able to help you um, to um, navigate your questions. And with that, we have reached the end of yet another episode. Time flies by when you're certainly having fun, and I have certainly had uh, have had fun putting this together. As I hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode just as a reminder we also still have episodes one two and three up on our podcast that you are more than welcome to share to listen to again and to download so until next time this is me signing out so keep safe and as always 